Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as the angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the intuitive therapist here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. We got another, another great episode today. And, you know, there are times in our lives where, uh, you know, when we felt like something is getting in our way of moving forward and we just can't put our finger on it. I'm sure you have. Uh, And we think this is an external block, but in truth, our blocks reside within. Frustration, confusion, anger, helplessness, and hopelessness, among other emotions, can be experienced when we feel held back. In many cases, we can feel plain old defeated. Many times in my life, I felt like something was holding me back, but I just couldn't put my finger on it. It's like it felt elusive. But hindsight is really 2020. And when I look back and I take a walk down memory lane, well, I can clearly see what that root cause of my perceived barriers was. Having been a therapist for almost three decades, one thing I know for sure is that even though we may not be able to access the answers or we kind of convince ourselves that we can access the answers about what prevents us from moving forward uh, and having that forward movement in our lives, ultimately, We know what stands in our way of stepping up to ourselves in our lives. If we're willing to look honestly within ourselves, all the answers are there. Most often, well, primarily, we have long held limiting beliefs about our capabilities based on either familial and societal discouraging influences and our own personal experiences that led us to believe that we can't be more than our limitations allow. Because we've become accustomed To nurturing these resourceless beliefs, we alone stand in our own way of personal progress. We must make the unconscious conscious in order to change our lives and expand. Because everything is energy, every thought, feeling, word, object, there's an energetic charge that if the charge is negative and we enforce this negativity with negativity, we're, we're held back unless we remove the stagnant old energy, either through revision of our internal dialogue and or by getting help from others who can assist us in removing this stagnant old energy from our past lives, trauma and pain from our current life experiences, and the energy that we sustain ourselves by believing, thinking, and feeling a particular way about our lives, we will most likely maintain a healthy sense of stuckness and defeatist thinking. Today, my returning guest, India Lee, she's revisiting my podcast to talk about the energy blocks that get in our way. She's going to share her wisdom about how you can recognize them and move them out of your way so that you can move forward with more ease, conscious growth, and grace. Welcome, India. So glad to have you back. I'm glad you're a recurring guest. always love to have you on the show. I love it, too. And thank you so much for having me back. And that was just so beautiful, um, everything you just shared. I especially love the part about looking back and seeing 
clearly the things that you've already moved through and being able to see those, those root causes in, in retrospect, because that's one of the things that can actually, I was thinking while you were talking, help us in the moment is in the moment. If we kind of project forward and say, Hmm, what's this going to look like in 10 years to me, it really helps with those things that we're feeling blocked about. Oh yeah. And you know what I, I, I find, I think, I think most people, I would say most of us, un, until we get to a point where we are intentional with our lives, we kind of go through our lives, we feel what we feel, and it's kind of like we just sit there. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And we don't think about, gosh, you know, what, what really is this? And how am I contributing to it? And what energy is connected to it? What am I contributing energetically? to my stuckness. I really do believe uh, that we have all the answers. Uh, and some of these answers, they're kind of deeply seated. They're very, very deeply repressed. Um, mm -hmm. But there's always a nagging, a nudge that says that you know what this is. It may not be able to be clear or show its face so clearly right now, but you know. So yeah. when we talk about, when we first started to talk about this, this idea of energetic blocks and blocks, right? Um, I want to hear a little bit about what you'd like the listeners to know today that can really help them break free and move forward from this stuckness that, that most of us feel at some or many points in our lives. Yeah. Well, the first thing I'd like to share is this image that, that, that Spirit gave me earlier today when I knew we were going to be talking about this, of how we all are kind of in a room of our reality. If you picture a room and it's, you know, just, it's the way your mind perceives your reality. And that makes this little room. And then there are these hidden doors in the room and different experiences, different relationships, different um, challenges can reveal these hidden doors. And then we, we can see them. And then what happens is we go, Oh no, it's locked. I can't get through or, I could open it, but what it's going to be on the other side. And so there's all these different uh, ways of looking at these doors. And okay. then once we do open them, the, new, the door that is the block and we open it up, then we are challenged to step through into that new space and go, well, what's this going to be like? My whole reality is going to change. I'm no longer going to be in the room I'm familiar with. So it really is more than just moving something out of your way. It is being prepared energetically, emotionally, and mentally to move through that door to the other side. Because every time we clear a block, it's almost like a little birth. And we're giving birth to another new version of ourselves. So, you know, that block clearing, I know I'm using many metaphors, metaphors here, but now we'll go into the birth metaphor. Yeah. So that block clearing can be, um, you know, the pain, the pain of moving through um, the, the challenge. And then that's the birth that birth is painful, but there's always this beautiful, you know, life that comes through it. And the life is that new version of you with, you know, new aspects of you that you were not familiar with before or that you're rediscovering and thought were gone. New aspects of your life that you now get to explore. And that is really the purpose of this life is for us to move through those doors, explore and experience the challenges of, oh, where is the key? You know, how does this open? Am I, do I have the courage right now to move through it to see what's on the other side of that door? So 
these blocks are not here to be, I mean, sometimes they can feel like punishment. Sometimes they can feel like, um, you know, oh, I just can't do this. I'm not good enough. But no matter what the block is, it's not that. It is an opportunity to move through into more expansion, which can feel scary and painful. Especially yeah. De de depending on the circumstances you're coming from. Sure. And the things you've already gone through in this lifetime and other lifetimes that can really feel challenging. Yeah. Perception is everything. Um, and we, we have our filters through which we perceive, right? And they can be pretty messed up and distorted. And so one of the things, I, as I was uh, listening to you talk, I think if, if people could remove the emotions that are connected to decisions and outcomes, decisions could be made in a snap of a finger. They'd be made all the time. Um, mm. But the challenges and, and, and the outcomes, when we think about possible outcomes, I think most people tend to feel like they're in a bind when they think of outcomes um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because they get caught between one or two, right? But really, if you were to kind of put your thinker on it, there's always one more and then there's always mm -hmm. one more. But because yeah. our, per our perception is so skewed, um, it's hard to imagine the plethora of outcomes, right? So when yeah. we think about growing and expanding and outcomes and decisions, most people are afraid not of the outcome because the outcome in and of itself or the decision in and of itself is neutral. But the mm -hmm. charge comes from, can I handle it? Mm -hmm. Right? It's the perceived ability to handle the outcome. The outcome is going to be what it's going to be. That's the thing. We forget it. Mm -hmm. I forget it sometimes. The outcome is going to be what it's going to be. You cannot influence it. Mm -hmm. However, how you perceive it, how you receive it, the action you take will determine the level of pain or pleasure that you experience. Mm -hmm. The other thing that came to mind that you talked about was developing a sense of curiosity, right? Mm -hmm. So it's being in a, in a mode of, hmm, what is this going to be versus, oh my God, what is this going to be? Right. You can and ask the same question. Yeah. But with a yeah. different tone, different intention, and the experience is entirely different. So yeah. tapping into the curiosity, knowing that you've been through so much shit before, you're still yeah. here. Are you the highest functioning because of all that? Probably not. Maybe you are. Maybe you've grown mm -hmm. here. Maybe you haven't grown there. But curiosity shifts everything. It's like reading your own novel of yourself and going, yeah. hmm, I wonder what's going to happen next year. That. And also, yeah, reading it and knowing that you've already written it. It's like, oh, I wonder what I wrote here. I wonder what, <laughs> I, wrote, wonder what I wrote about what I need to move into next or what, or what, if you look at it differently, what God wrote about what I need to move into next. Right. Or just whatever. You, now, this is really cool. I love what you said about the real charge being in the can we handle it. And there's such an interesting thing that spirit shows about why we worry about that. And it's because okay, so we, we know, just like you said, once we get to wherever we are going in that particular challenge, we always handle it. And that's because we end up moving into our hearts. We end up feeling what we need to feel. So that's why, okay, let's take the birth example. You know, birth can be as, as scary and hairy as you can imagine, but when you get to that part where you're holding the baby, your heart is connected, you're there, mm. and that answer is there, and you know in that moment, wow, 
we can literally handle anything. We just watch this happen. We just experience this happen. There's nothing that that heart can't handle. Same with like, if you go through a, a breakup that's difficult and you're blocked in that, well, then when you get to that place where you're like, well, that was the right thing for me. I have peace. You feel all that in your heart. Same with marriage. You know, you just know in your heart. It's Same a knowing. Yeah. It's a knowing in the heart. It has nothing to do with the mind. Right. That, that fear of can I handle it is entirely in the mind, only in the mind, because the heart doesn't worry about being able to handle anything. The heart is connected to the divine. So the heart's like, Ooh, there's no limit. We can handle anything. Right. It's the thought about it that makes it go into the realm of can I handle it? And then all the brain has to base that on is what it's experienced and seen before, how it feels it did about that. And remember, that's looking through the filter of judgment of the mind into the past. So it might look at a situation that was, quote, disastrous, according to the mind, and forget that at the time you actually handled it beautifully. The mind can be amazing, like intense. The mind can be a very, very <clears throat> tough yes. opponent and yes. powerful. You and I have talked about that. Yeah, uh, and y'all, I've got my I've got my own readings from India, and um, <clears throat> really have felt like they've been helpful. And there are times where I get stuck in my mind and my fear. And um, on the one hand, I I know very clearly. My soul knows, especially all the work that I've done. But the more the older I've gotten, in all honesty, uh, the more I am aware of how capable I am to handle my life, mm-hmm. and yet. The ego part of me, the mind part says, girl, you need to be scared. I don't know about this. I right. don't know that you Don't you remember that one. thing we had to go through? Yeah. yeah. The so, mind is an untrustworthy narrator. But we believe it. Like, it is yeah. so convincing. And one of the things you talked about was heart versus mind. Yes. There are times where I think everybody knows when they are seated in their certainty, when they feel it in their belly and they know mm-hmm. it. There's, it's just clarity. And then it's like this uh, ping pong thing we go through, Yeah. right? We're in the mind. The mind is a very, can be a very, very dominant uh, bully, can be a very, very convincing strategist. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we're like, but hey, I have so many thoughts. This must be true. If I'm thinking it, it must be true. Right. And, and how do you help people this is the work I do too. And I do it in my own life, but I help my clients too. It's like, how do you help people know that their mind, that what they're thinking isn't true. It's, it's like this paradox, like, wait a minute, I'm thinking this, it feels true, but it's not. Well, here's the, here's what, what I'm being shown right now. And I know this is spirit because I have never been a a Star Trek watcher, but you know, in Star (laughs) Trek, when they have, Mr. Spock and yep. Mr. Spock is entirely in the realm of logic. He just cannot connect with the emotional side, or maybe at times he's able to catch a glimpse, but it's really just logic, logic, logic. Well, that's the mind. And so it, the mind literally doesn't understand feelings. That's why it gets overwhelmed by them. That's why it gets freaked out by them. That's why it takes emotional memories and tries to turn them into a story that is something else, a story of suffering. Mm-hmm. A story of, oh, this is what actually happened and it meant this about myself. It's basically like a computer trying to take data and trying to turn emotions and feelings into data. Mm. 
And then, so it's saying, well, this is true. This is true. Well, it's true in the realm of the mind. It's true in kind of Mr. Spock world, but we are humans, you know, like Captain Kirk. So we have all the feelings and the, and the heart and everything. So it's not necessarily that the, what the mind is saying is untruth in, in the factual form, but what it is, is that it's not the whole truth Mm. because the whole truth involves all that information that only the heart can hold. And they often show this to me the way I do explain it to clients or the way spirit relays it to clients is when you have a computer, you have that hard drive, it is closed. You buy the computer, you put the, they used to put discs in or whatever. You've got what came oh, with back the computer. In the day. <laughs> yeah. You got this software you run on it. Yep. You got whatever's loaded on that computer. That's what's in there. That's the mind. So whatever's loaded into your mind, you've got this experience from way back when you've got all this stuff your parents gave you. It's all loaded in there. That is what the information you have. That is the quote truth that your mind's going to go your with. processing system. That's how you your process. Processing system. Uh-huh. And it's closed. It's a closed circuit. Then when we plug it into the internet, when we get on that wireless internet, we are connected to all of knowledge. We're connected to all information. That is the heart. That is your divine knowing. So when you get into your heart, you're basically getting on the internet of of all the divine knowledge in the whole universe, of all the understanding in the universe. So if you stay in your mind and you let your mind kind of tell you, this is the truth, this is the truth, this is the outcome, this is what I'm worried about, this is what I'm afraid of, you're going to have a very limited base of knowledge to work from. It's not necessarily wrong. It's just limited. Then you shift into that heart and it's like, oh, here's all the answers. I can Google anything from the heart. I can access anything that I need to access to handle anything. How do you, how do you just in your work, help people catch themselves from being it is stuck in their minds mm-hmm. to shifting into heart because sometimes it's hard. Mm-hmm. It is hard when you get that obsessive loop and you're just convincing the shit out of yourself that what you're thinking is the truth. Mm-hmm. And, but, and here's the thing I want to tell listeners too. It's like, if there there's, in my opinion, and I'm curious India, what you think, in my opinion, to confirm something as truth, it's when you know it in your gut. It's not, it, it feels a certain way. It's like, I know this, maybe I don't want it to be this way. Uh, and I get all pissed off or because of this person did this or this situation is, but in truth, we know. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. it's hard to, it's hard to get off that, uh, that running train and it's a fast locomotive of thought. Yeah. that uh, runs this beautiful programming to to give us all the evidence why or why not Mm -hmm. and and hop off that and get into heart that I'm sure the listeners are going well how how do I do it that's lovely that we're talking about this right how do I actually do it yeah Yeah. exactly well there are some very real strategies first first you're going to actually just question the mind it's something we do not do and, and, you know, we're not really taught to do it. Stopping and asking. If somebody else was telling us a set of facts, like a, like a salesperson or something like that, we would be questioning. We would be like, well, what about this? What about that? What happens if this happens? What if, what if that happens? But we don't stop and do that to our own minds. So when the mind is saying, 
I'm afraid of this because, you know, I have to do this and I've got to do that. And this, this has to happen. And it tells you all these facts about the situation. Like if someone wants to leave a job and, and their mind is going, well, you have to pay the bills. So you can't leave that job. Okay. Well, this is a set of quote facts that the mind is putting forward. Yeah. Let's then we don't ever stop and take that apart. But if we look at it, we go, wait a minute. Okay. I have to pay the bills. What does that mean? really looking into it. Okay. You know, let's look at it. What are you actually afraid of? Are you afraid we're going to, we're going to be evicted? Are we afraid we're going to, you know, like what are the actual fears? And let's look at, you know, realistically, would that happen right away? You know, would, would this other thing happen right away? Are there other options that would, you know, just sort of taking it apart and questioning it and then going, Oh, okay. Well, my mind's telling me I have to keep this job to have that outcome. Is that the only way to have that outcome? Let's take that to the furthest extent. Beautiful. Beautiful. And really, really worst case scenarioing, scenarioing all those thoughts that the mind is putting forth because we tend to just look at what the mind says is scary and real and go, oh yeah, you're right. And then get right back in our little shell. And we don't question it. Almost always the mind is going to present a binary view. So the yeah. mind is going to present this or it's that. Well, you can't do this because of that and you can't do that because of this, so you're stuck. But there is always, just like going into the heart for more information, the heart will always have the third way. The heart will always have the other way. But the trick is that you cannot allow your mind, you cannot ask your mind to come up with what that third way is, because it never will. It, it's Beautiful. just like asking your computer to come up with, you know, how, how far is the sun from the earth if you're not on the internet? It's not going to do it. Right. So your mind is not going to know the third way, reminds but me your of, heart will. Reminds me of Byron Katie's work. I don't yes. know if you've ever heard of Byron Katie, true? the work. Yeah. Yes. Is this true? Is this is it true? always true? Right. Um, and then, right. Uh, and then there's the question of, and this is the curiosity part as well. What if this isn't true? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, it's interesting because I was feeling into that and getting chills as we're talking about yeah. that. Cause that's a, a real important question to say, well, what if this isn't true? Yeah. I believe that um, the body knows answers. Mm-hmm. It's, it's without a doubt heart, mind, but the gut, the body knows. Mm-hmm. So if you're having a thought that's disturbing and you're able to say, well, what if this isn't true? And your gut says, and it screams, oh, yes, it is. Right. That you can trust. Yeah. Right. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. Byron and Katie's the work is amazing. Oh, Y'all don't is. know about it. Y'all look her up. Yes, her name is spelled B Y R O N. I think it's E. Uh, last name is K A T I E. It's called mm-hmm. the work. Yes. Um, and it's fabulous for really dismembering yes. the thoughts that are taking hold of you. And that is so, so uh, helpful every time because when you start questioning that mind, you'll find eventually it has nothing. All it has is the past. Mm. That's all it has. Because it's only programmed with the past, whether it's your past, your parents' past, history's past. That's all it's 30 seconds ago past. 30 seconds ago past. And then it takes that and projects it out into the future. But it knows nothing about the possibilities at this moment. That's only accessible through the heart or through your guidance, however you connect with your guidance. The other thing is, I love what you said about listening to your body, because your body will tell you what is needed. You can quite literally read your own physical body for what it's telling you about the situation. If you're getting headaches all the time, then your mind is constantly struggling with something that is, it's constantly denying something or it's constantly 
fighting with something, you can feel into that. If you're having stomach pains all the time, you might be, and of course, check with your doctor, but you might be, you know, feeling something in your gut that you're ignoring, or you might be having trouble digesting something. So your body will often show you what the emotional blocks are through Mm -hmm. your body. Mm-hmm. Or if you just feel disconnected from your body entirely and you feel kind of like, I don't know what's going on with my body, feel very disconnected. That's a disconnection from your guidance, from your feelings. So really feeling into all that. The other aspect is something we talked about on a previous episode, which is all of your relationships. What are they showing me? Because they are going to continually bring you mirrors of any blocks that you have. And environment. How Your outer yeah. life is a reflection yeah. of your inner landscape absolutely for sure if everything in your house has to be a certain way and it's just like i have really have you know then that's that's reflecting to you some rigidity that's important to feel into you know what if it's not like this what is the feeling i feel if it's not like this why do i feel that feeling and fear loss of control that's that's mm-hmm. huge you talk about projection and that's a big thing and i'm actually going to i have a podcast episode in the coming weeks about projection so i'm going to be going in all deep with that because it's it's a fabulous and fascinating thing that we do um and i find that when people project you know if you could think about it as as uh you know you go to a movie theater right and you're you're the the movie is projected onto a screen well we as human beings, as ego-driven human beings, we project this all, all over people. We, we kind of like vomit our projections, our fears and all of that, uh, fears of potentially unmet expectations. Mm-hmm. And of also really ultimately when we project all of that stuff onto other people, what they might think, uh, how they'll judge us, uh, um, and all of those kinds of things really the fear is within it's mm-hmm. I am not settled enough with myself to be able to take what I've experienced or take who I am and be okay with it. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm going to project all of that onto other people. I remember years ago, uh, it was in my late thirties. I had, um, I was engaged for the second time and he was engaged at 36 uh, broke that off. I was engaged at 38. Um, and I broke that off. Uh, and I, I take pride in the fact that, you know what, I didn't get, I didn't settle. Mm-hmm. However, uh, I was very, I was connected to the public a lot. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the biggest fear I had was, oh my God, they're going to think I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to think there's something wrong with me. I got, I must be fucked up in some royal way that I can't sustain an engagement or whatever. So I had the whole weekend to experience those lovely thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I walked in on Monday morning and people noticed I didn't have my ring on when they said, Hey, you know what, what happened? And I just looked at them and I said, it it didn't work out. I broke it off. And a hundred percent of the people said to me, good for you. Mm. good for you that you didn't get into something that was wrong that even though this feels like a delay it's not the end you know and so all these projections are all over the place and literally they're untrue they're untrue and the beautiful part is you determined that because you chose 
to love you in that, to share it vulnerably. And when you did that, that was reflected back to you. If you had yes. gone in there with a, with, a, with a story from the mind that was designed by the ego to protect you from judgment, then they would have reflected judgment to you because that would have been what you were going in sort of with the energy of. Yeah. So, you know, you determine that. So that vulnerability and that coming from the heart is really the solution to 100% of our problems because, you know, and it's just so, it's so difficult because that mind is the only thing that's in there just saying, no, there's a different way, there's a better way. And we're conditioned to, to keep that heart out of it, you know, and just yeah. like Vulcan on Mr. Spot's planet, we're conditioned to like, you know, just don't go there. And, you know, for whatever reason, it's really about survival. It's about, you know, just very earthly driven, conditional arrangements that we've had in the past. But we're now all being moved into a place where we're learning to speak that language of the heart, of guidance, of vulnerability. And we're learning how many solutions are there. And we're learning that any block is really just the mind's fear of what the feelings are going to be like, which is ridiculous because the mind is not in charge of the feelings. The mind is trying to micromanage something it, it, it doesn't even have anything to do with. So it's going, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to have pain and da-da-da. Well, guess what, mind? You're not the one who's in charge of the pain. The heart is. And it can handle all the pain. But the mind is coming in and trying to do the heart's job. And that's where we get into trouble. That's where we get into blocks. It's sort of like, okay, this is a beautiful image that Spirit's been bringing forth in readings. And it's just, it blows me away. So you picture if there was a, a little child who was just kind of out there in the world and they had a big dog companion that was like a protective dog that's going everywhere with the child. And when the child feels scared about something, that big protective dog is going to be on alert and is going to do whatever that big dog thinks it needs to do to take care of the child. Meanwhile, the child's still back. They're feeling whatever they're feeling. It doesn't really change what the child's feeling, but the dog's reacting. And let's say the child's feeling hurt about something. That dog is going to attack whatever is it, the dog is perceiving as the source of the hurt. But meanwhile, the child's still back there hurting. The dog's not really helping the child, but the dog's reacting to whatever mm -hmm. the energy of what the child's feeling is. That dog is our ego and our mind. That dog doesn't know, that ego mind doesn't know how to handle or deal with the pain that the little child, that the heart is feeling. So it's just reacting. It's just going out there and reacting, just like, just like a dog would. You know, when a, when a dog feels your energy, you, you're maybe feeling mad at somebody, your dog's going to freak out. Oh, animals you're, pick up all, yep. Or your cat or yep. whatever. <laughs> They're going to be like, what is happening? Because they feel that energy. That's the ego in the mind. It doesn't really understand what it's reacting to. That's why you can go crazy on somebody and snap and, and, and sort of feel bad about it later because you're like, oh, God, really bit that person's head off. And it had nothing to do with them. That's because you were feeling something. That little inner child was feeling something. And the ego mind was just reacting, not knowing, not understanding the feeling, not knowing what the source of it was, just blah. And so when we get into those patterns of letting that dog handle everything, that's when our life starts feeling out of sync. And it's because we're letting that ego mind handle stuff that is completely out of its step. And it's on automatic pilot. It's interesting yeah. as, you're, as you're talking about this, um, I, I think one of, I love giving concrete examples about how people can 
deal with things and handle things. I tend to kind of be that way in some ways. So I'm like, just tell me what to do. Give me the steps. That's what I want to know. So one of the things I think about as you're talking is a way to know that the mind is in control because our thinking is so automatic, so convincing, uh, so reactionary is to, to recognize that if I feel something negative, if I'm not at peace or if I don't feel joy or if I don't feel happiness, Mm -hmm. uh, then my mind is in control. So therefore what I need to do is I need to start to question what I'm thinking that is reinforcing this feeling that I have that I don't want. Because and start people, questioning what you're really feeling you right. know, underneath the thoughts. What am I really feeling? What is, what is the real emotion that I'm not getting past the thoughts to get to? Right. Mm-hmm. So you say, hey, I'm, I'm recognizing I'm in a crabby ass mood or yeah. I'm irritated or I'm angry. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to yeah. feel that. You, you've got to yeah. stop yourself and say, I don't want to feel that. You have right. to make a conscious intention, right? And right. Just, but then you have to take it a step further. Good. What am I actually feeling? Because we know what we don't want to feel. I don't want to feel the crabby crappy, but what am I really what feeling? And, and what and do and I want to feel? Right. The yeah. number one way to know that your mind's in control is that you are making what you're feeling be because of what's happening externally. I'm crabby because everybody just mm. keeps da-da-da-da. I'm crabby because I'm in this awful job. I'm crabby because I have to live in this place. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm angry all the time because the world, blah, blah, blah. That's how you know. Because the mind is going to always tell you. Blame something else. Yeah, thing. beautiful. Because the mind is trained, just like a survival animal, just like that dog, to look for external threats. Just like yeah. we said, the, the child is feeling sad. The dog is going to look for what's, what's doing this to you. It's not going to understand that there's just stuff going on inside. That's how the mind is. So the second way you can tell is if you are having things happen in your life where you go, why does this keep happening again and again and again? If you have cycles and patterns that you keep noticing where you're like, it'll happen to me. Like I'll be like, oh my gosh, I'm having a week where people keep challenging me. They (laughs) They keep telling me that, you know, what I'm giving them is not what they expect or whatever. Then I have to look at how am I you know, doing that, do I have a fear that, you know, other people's expectations are, are going to be bigger than what I can provide? Do I have a fear that my own expectations are going to be, you know, really feeling into what is this showing me? If it's happening over and over again, it's definitely showing you you're in your head about something. Because when you're listening from a heart place, when you're in your guidance, you don't need to hear it over and over again. You're already hearing it. You're already getting the message. You've got that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love, I love this idea of questioning our thoughts. I love this mm-hmm. idea of being more intentional about how we choose to think. I think, uh, you know, like I was talking in the introduction, uh, we can really fuel the hopelessness and helplessness, or we could fuel something else, right? Mm-hmm. We could choose what we enable. And I think most people, unless and until they get to a point where they're like, wait a minute, I could choose how I think. I can choose how I show up to myself. Until you get to that point, you're stuck. I call it in the shit of thoughts. Right. You're in the hole yeah. and you can't get out. And it's like, this is all I'm supposed to experience. So when we, when we think about the things that block us, 
when you talk about energetic blocking, because that was something that 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 really, uh, you know, we we talked about it at the beginning, and especially mm -hmm. in terms of uh, today. Talk to me a little bit about uh, your in your understanding in your mind about energetic blocks, what people mm -hmm. need to know about them, how to remove them, because that for most people, unless you're kind of tuned into the woo woo world. This idea of energetic blocks, you're like, what, what is that? Yeah. Well, the thing you need to understand that everyone needs to understand first is that we're born with, with many of these. We do have, you know, past life karma or things we've come in to learn. We do have things past wounds. And even if you don't believe in past lives, you know, things from previously in, in this life where the experiences have really gunked up different aspects of our being so if you look at the chakra system you can have you know your creative chakra um, of your uh, sacral area be be blocked up you can have you know things in there because when you were young you were constantly you know made to work and not create or or that part of you was oppressed somehow so you've got all of this that you're holding on to in there and you can go in energetically through readings through energy work you know, just through tapping into what's happening in your energy, in your chakra system, and feel, oh, there is a blockage here. That's where energy work really comes in so beautifully, because we can do a lot cognitively, we can do a lot through inner child and, and healing work and the emotions. But there are some aspects where there's some stuck energy in places that just is beyond the intellect, yes. beyond the intellectual work. Yes. And energy healing is probably one of those things that people that sort of mainstream people who aren't doing woo-woo stuff all the time probably have the hardest time with because you can see where massage therapy gets rid of knots in your muscles but we have the same type of thing energetically where you can literally get an energy massage that will work out those knots in your energy and that's harder for us to conceptualize because we can't see it but there are people in energy medicine that could really explain it to you in a way that your mind would even go okay I get it and you will the, the most important part is that you feel the difference even if you can even have an energy session remotely and 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 I do those all the time with um, Jen Huber who's an energetic shamanic healer mm -hmm. and she comes in and we'll be doing a reading they'll get the messages about their blocks she'll come in and really energetically move that through a healing meditation through going into the energy and moving it so that is so key because you can get the messages all day long, but if you're not moving the energy, you know, if you're not moving that block, you can try a little experiment on your own. Um, so if you feel into, if you're like, okay, I feel like I, sometimes if you listen to your body, oh my gosh, I'll get pangs right in my heart chakra and it'll be like, oh, I am really moving into my feelings into, you know, you'll get something in your body that shows you what chakra you're dealing with. Like, like we said, those headaches or, if you just feel into that area that your body's bringing your attention to, let's say it's lower back pain, okay? It's bringing my attention to that middle area. That's the area about personal strength. That's the area about coming into your um, own personal power. You can just do a meditation. You can actually find tons of them on YouTube. You could say, you know, guided meditation for strengthening or opening or clearing my solar plexus plexus chakra. You can just do a quick, you know, Google search for which chakra goes with which part of the body. And then just do that meditation and really set the intention. I'm going to clear out an energetic block in this area. Do that a few times. You will feel 
a shift in the difference that can help you even beyond what this mind and you know talking stuff can do it's all about setting that intention to clear things and also releasing the concept that we have to fix anything too because we're not you know broken things to be fixed we are beings that are here to experience all these parts of ourselves so if you're a person that was born into this life with a lot of challenges around feeling your emotions that's that's just a journey to go on that's like if you were born in the desert and you have lots of you know desert terrain to explore it's just like you know that's just where you are in, energetically in your journey so kind of like you said at the beginning Janice about enjoying or having curiosity about what is here for me to explore what's in there and looking at it less from that Western point of view of how do I fix it? <laughs> What's the solution? Yeah. What's wrong here? Yeah. Because there is nothing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really being aware and mm -hmm. understanding that, look, the mind is, the mind can be a beautiful thing, but it can be a really detrimental thing. And that, that again, everything is made up of energy. There's nothing, absolutely nothing that, that does not have an energetic charge, even the smallest of molecules and atoms and subatomic particles, like everything vibrates. So, and, and it, and I don't know if you've ever seen, um, um, there's this experiment of, I think it's water in a jar of sad mm -hmm. tears, uh, mm -hmm. and, and then happy tears. The, the energy of that is different. Like it can really show up. So it's real. What you're talking about is real. So, you know, my feeling is, uh, and this is probably not the feeling of most people uh, who kind of are stuck in their mind. I, I am somebody in terms of problem solving. I wonder if you are too. Um, I say, I don't care what I have to do to, to resolve this. I don't care mm -hmm. who I have to go to, who I have to talk to. I want to feel good. I want mm -hmm. to feel better. So therefore I'm gonna try anything. Right. Uh, my my wish is that people would expand uh, expand their thinking uh, mm -hmm. to consider what you're talking about because there's real validity in it. Yeah, there's real and, validity in it. Yeah, and also knowing that you 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 have all sorts of support available to you all the time with your divine team with the with your inner connection to source, where you can say okay. I am in alignment with receiving more balance, more healing in my body and my emotions and my mind. Just show me, you know, and just really aligning with that energy, agreeing with that energy. We have a mental block. The biggest mental block we have is that we are supported. You know, we have, we, all of us have this mental block to accepting the degree, the amount of support and resources that are divinely there for us all the time. It's just like that internet analogy. All we gotta do is plug in. It's there, but it's like we and have a mental see it. block. We gotta, we gotta open up to yeah. be able to see it. That's right. the thing, because right. people will say, "Oh, I pray to the angels. I pray to God. I do this, but I don't ever see anything." Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, shoot, sit back and watch. Right. Stop dismissing right. the little nudges and hunches and and smaller things that really are part of the bigger picture. And because I think dismissing most, it is showing the box. 
dismissing it is showing that you don't really believe it because right. you wouldn't dismiss it if you actually right. weren't in line right. with it. Mm-hmm. So if you were to have some a, a golden nugget or something that you really want the listeners to take from today, and then I'm going to give them, I want you to give them your contact information. Um, mm-hmm. What is the most important takeaway that you'd like the listeners to have? That every single person who's ever been created, who's ever lived, has these blocks and we will be working with them and moving through them for our entire human lives. Because if we didn't have them, we'd just already be on the other side and we'd be zipping around and we'd be like, yay, but we are here to experience them. We go through so much shame and so much, um, you know, negative self-talk just because we have them, just like we do with our bodies. It's like, you know, I shouldn't have this. I shouldn't have that. You have all the things you're intended to energetically, mentally, and physically. And all that you are asked to do is be open to exploring it and be open to allowing it to change and grow. There's nothing wrong with you and you don't have, it's not just you. You know, we all have these. Everybody's, things. yeah. Everybody, Everybody goes has. through, and and I want to tag on to that because I think what you said is beautiful. Uh, you know, you you said, hey, don't beat yourself up so much. We're all here going through our own path and our own hard time. It's hard to see that though when you're so caught up in your own stuff. Everybody, yeah. no matter what yeah. they post on social media or how they show up and pretend, we've all yeah. got our stuff to deal with. We are all flawed and perfect at the same time. Um, and I, I appreciate you saying that. I think it's important. I think also I want to hammer in and I do mean hammer in, uh, the knowingness, the notion, the, the truth of your gut knows Mm -hmm. your heart is a place where if you were, all you do is ask two questions. One is, is this true? And the Mm -hmm. second is what would love have me do? then your life is going to be uh, on a very, very different trajectory. And question mm-hmm. your mind. It's so huge. Question yeah. your mind. And if your mind and your gut are in alignment, that is true. Yes. Oh, I love that. Love it. So, so please tell the listeners how to get in touch with you. Y'all, if you haven't, if, if, if you're thinking about getting a reading, uh, if you've gotten one and you want to try somebody else just to see what comes up uh, or you have a specific issue, you know, India, I'm telling you, she's phenomenal. Uh, mm-hmm. So please tell them how they can get in touch with you. Thank you. The easiest way is my website, which is indialee.com. And that's I-N-D-I-A-L-E-I-G-H.com. And then that'll have links to everything else. And I'm just excited to explore things with, with you because it's just, it's such a beautiful journey the guides always come through with the specific messages that everyone who's receiving a reading needs to know for your point in your journey right then. So if there's a block to be cleared, they'll show you. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Well, I hope y'all have enjoyed listening to today. I hope it's helped. Um, I know I always look forward to talking to you in the, and I thank you so much for being on my show today. And I'm looking forward to other times that we're going to partner together and you can share additional wisdom with the listeners. I wish all of you listeners a a blessed day, a wonderful week, and especially for today's podcast, always live intuitively. 
Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.